0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Climbing the Pocket Mondays, where we turn your Mondays purple. It's me and Dave tonight. We're going to talk about what happened yesterday, you know, the disappointments and everything. And we might even talk about how to actually take a snap from Undercended. Uh, so stay tuned and hit all the fun stuff.
1: The show features Tyler Fornes and Sean Vaughn as they talk your Minnesota Vikings with you, the fans.
0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. We're back here for another Monday. It's me, Deshaun, and our uh, trusted producer, Dave. We're going to be steering the ship tonight, talking about that, uh whatever that was yesterday.
1: <laughs> it's called we a got, football uh... game, Deshaun.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess also you could call it a that. loss.
1: Another hard <laughs> loss.
0: Yeah. So real quick, we got Mary in the comments. We got some trusty Clifford here. We're waiting for, uh, you know, Raymond and some other guys that usually, you know, call me out on my crap. So uh, (laughs) nice to see you guys in as you guys start flowing in. But uh, let's get right to it. Um, Yesterday, we saw the Vikings not play the best game ever uh, against a team that, in my opinion, really isn't all that good. Uh, So let's talk about what what went wrong. Uh, Kirk was off on a lot of throws. It just was not Cousins day yesterday. He he missed, he threw a really bad interception. He was kind of all over the field, kind of standing in the face of pressure. And the Vikings just couldn't get anything, couldn't get anything started. Uh Dave, what what do you think went wrong yesterday?
1: <laughs> Let me count the ways. Um <laughs> first off, it, it started out this way. In the first half, let me find it, I, per, um, right here, our friend Eric Thompson writes, in the first half, when the Vikings never trailed, Thielen, five targets, five receptions, 62 yards, two TDs, Jefferson, five targets, two receptions, 45 yards. I know everybody can read it, but for those on the podcast later... This is the way it's going to go. Second half, when the Vikings trailed all but for three and a half minutes. Thielen, two targets, zero receptions, zero yards. Jefferson, four targets, and four recept- and uh, 43 yards. So, yes, it did not go well. The reason being was Kirk Cousins comes out in that second half on the first drive, and he throws that interception. And once that happens, the way Kirk Cousins is made up mentally, it's not physically, it's mentally. He goes back into his shell. I have talked to him, talked before talking about him turtling. He goes back into his shell Right? And from there on in, we saw check down, check down, check down, check down. Check down the cocklet. Check down the ham. Check down, check down, check down, check down, check down. Not taking those risky passes that produce um, positive plays. And long positive plays. Hey there, Karthik. Welcome back! Yes. Uh, we're talking about the game yesterday. And it's not good. But Kirk Cousins does that. And then to pick up on what friend of the show Phil Mackey says, in the most, most critical time, the Vikings have kept it close, even with the injuries, and even with a depleted line on the defense, and the defense is not playing so well, they kept it within one score. And then we get back to that, you know, fourth quarter comeback. Kirk the Magnificent getting ready to come back. And he drives down, and then we get in the scoring range, and he gets flustered. And there's a play called. And then we're on, what was it, Um, fourth and goal, and it's on, like, the three-yard line. And there's a play. And K.J. Osborne and Justin Jefferson... Supposedly line up on the wrong side. And so it's just like, hey, I can understand one receiver getting the call wrong. I can't understand two. That doesn't sound right. There's some conflicting there. I don't know who's calling the calls, whether it's quarterback coach or if it's Clint Kubiak or whatever it is, but it's wrong. Kirk gets up there. He's flustered. The guys are on the wrong side. That ain't right. It isn't how it's lined up on the, on the chalkboard the way it's supposed to be, like he likes it. So he starts yelling, get over here, get over here, get over here. Right? So they move, and he lines up under the guard. Would you like to see that? I've got that right here. Here it is. There he goes. He calls everybody over, waving his arm. Get over there. So he moves everybody over, and then he gets ready. to. He lines up under the guard, and Alexander Madison goes, hey, what the fuck? Right? (laughs) you got to move over. And he calls timeout. And if you looked— there at the end, Chester Jefferson's waving his hands going, Hey, what the hell's your problem? <laughs> you know, it was like last year when he yelled at him, go, fuck, throw the flag. It's the same thing. And, uh, hey, maybe I've been accused of being a Kirk hater. I got that. Um, I have it. I was... I lived in Virginia at the time. I knew how Kirk was. I didn't want him on the team. But he got there. Um, uh, Karthik, Garrett calls the calls to make the check. Not Cousins, yes. But Garrett wasn't in there. Mason Cole was calling the calls. But yes, that is the case. But Kirk Cousins has the power to change anything he wants at the line. He chooses not
0: too. Oh, Jimmy G looked awful, and that's no, Jimmy and that's G what G the was most. That's the, that's Even the when had a bad
1: day, he looked better than Jimmy G.
0: Right, that's that was the most frustrating about this game is that Jimmy Garoppolo was awful. He was not good. We just left everybody like wide open, and that's just kind of what happens once the run game starts to go. The 49ers called some beautiful plays. There was just plays where. There was nothing you could do about it. They would send a motion, pull a guy under, and leave a guy wide open. There was just really nothing you could do about it. So once they kind of had that going, it was kind of just game over for the defense, and they were just going to be able to score at will. But in my point, the turning, in my perspective, the turning point of this game was in the first half. I believe the Vikings were up fourteen to seven, and they had the football. They went three and out. When your defense is injured. And you don't have a D-line rotation. You cannot afford drives like that. They mm-hmm. had a chance to force the 49ers to play a completely different game, and we couldn't do it. The defense was playing well enough for the offense to take over the game and just back the 49ers into a quarter and make them play the game <laughs> you wanted them to play.
1: <laughs> Karthik, but- I, I hope that's the case. Um Actually, I hope that's not the case. I hope he wants him next year. But anyways, beside the point.
0: Yeah, so it's like and that was just kind of, that was the biggest moment for me. There was a lot of stuff that happened after that, obviously. Um, but that right there was just it was such a big moment for me because you had the opportunity to really change things for the defense. Now, it, the defense was gassed, man. These guys oh, yeah. I mean, there was like there was no rotation there. And then and then once Anthony Barr went out, it was just kind of over. At that point, it was it was like well, defense isn't going to be able to do anything for you.
1: Karthik can attest when we had on um, Niner sickness during a week. The game plan for them to win was to own the time of possession, and they did it almost two to one, and that would gas our defense. We said it last week, um, and that's exactly what happened. G Mac, you asked a question where in Virginia. I started out in Central Virginia, had a nice 20-plus acres out in the middle of nowhere, and then I moved to Vaugh Beach, to let you know. Um, but the game plan was keep the defense on the field, gas them. We had all of our starting offensive, defensive, pardon me, defensive line is out for whatever reason, and it's a myriad of uh, who right? Hunter's out with his pack. He's been out for a while. Tomlinson went out with COVID. Um, he's still out. Uh, Patrick Peterson was added today to the COVID IR with a positive test on Monday. He, uh, he, however, is vaccinated. So if he generates two positive, we're good for the lions game. If he doesn't, we're hurting. Um, G back on the Western end. Um, Beautiful mountains. I've crossed them many times, GMAC. Um, Karthik talked about Thielen having a bigger game than Jefferson. Yes, but he wasn't utilized in the second half. Neither was neither of them were. Um, it's just, we played, you are 100% correct. The defense played good enough to win if the offense would have maximized the scoring, and they did not. And unfortunately, with the injuries that we do have on the defense, yeah, some of these guys will come back. Tomlinson will come back. Patrick Peterson eventually will come back. Um, Those guys will help. We won't see Everson Griffin play too much whiskey. Um, Not that that's a bad thing. We won't see Everson Griffin for at least... They said he was going to be out three weeks is what I heard. Minimum. However, DJ Wynnum did step up. I appreciate that. That's good to see. But Tomlinson, Peterson... So all we have left... And it looks like bars out. We talked about the injuries. Bars out. Looks like a hammy. You know that takes a while to get right. Um... We need to get. We need to have the offense outscore everybody. We need to, We need to adopt the old Denny Green philosophy. I don't care how much you score, we're going to outscore you. That was Denny Green. He said, "My defense can get a stop or two, but you're not going to stop my offense." So if our offense stays aggressive which yesterday there seemed to be a bunch of bipolar play calling. And this comes down to who's calling the plays. Is it Kubiak or is it QB coach? Um, And are they conflicting? Because there's times when we went aggressive and there was times when we went conservative. And it's, you know, conservative drives us all absolutely bananas. And even Mike Zimmer says, no, I want you to be aggressive and we were third and long, and they throw a tech down. It's just like, nah, you know, just driving us crazy. We've got to be able to be aggressive. If we want any chance of getting into the playoffs and continuing in the playoffs, that's got to be our identity this week or this year, and it hasn't. Now, what adjustments do we need to make? Since we know Dalvin Cook went down with a torn labrum. Supposedly, Mike Simmers says it wasn't a torn labrum. It was reported a torn labrum, labrum and a dislocation. What adjustments do we need to make in the offense to cover for that?
0: So what I think is that, I think Kine Wangu will be a guy that can kind of cover some of your deficiencies. He's Now, what I what I got from Kinewangu when he was coming out of college was that he was just a straight-line speed runner. And that's all and to be fair, that's all he really showed. It was straight-line speed. He would hit a hole, he would go, he wouldn't make two cuts. But this is now back-to-back kickoff returns where we're seeing him make people miss. He's not just running by guys. He's making people miss. He's jumping over people and he's breaking tackles. So you need to get this guy touches on the field. And I know Alexander Madison is the – he's going to be the lead back for a couple of weeks. I don't don't know. I just don't like giving this guy too many carries. I don't know. I just feel like you have something special there in Kene Wangu, and you have to almost kind of use him as that gadget kind of player and set up plays for him to get him in the open field because he has special athleticism. That's like having Kene Wangu is like having Tyreek Hill on your offense at running back. It's like having someone who can almost match maybe the athleticism of a Cordero Patterson. So I think they need to get back to the drawing board and do a little something different on offense to get him involved. Obviously, you have Jefferson the Thielen. People are going to start locking in on them too. Uh, maybe time for KJ Osborne to start to come alive again like he was at the beginning of the season. But most importantly, the offensive line, we need to get... so. The offensive line wasn't horrible yesterday. We just, for some odd reason, we just cannot run block anymore. I don't know what happened or what's going on, but the run blocking is awful. It's been awful for weeks on end. But But according
1: to PFF, our boys did well on the.
0: They did okay. But there Uh, was like, I mean, I think most specifically, most specifically, I think we're talking about Ali Udo here which I'm, it pains me uh-huh, to say. Because I was that's pounding, the one. Pound on the table for him. Pound on the table for Ollie man. And he was okay to start the season, but I think it might be time to look at And I the, uh, They said this before. Um, I can't remember. I said I think someone reported in practice they were maybe going with Bradbury at guard um, and like a second package or whatever.
1: But that but, sneaked out in a tweet today,
0: yes. <laughs> so we had some super encouraging things. One, Mason Cole had like his highest graded game ever. He was awesome. Mason Cole came out there. And in my opinion, I think Mason Cole earned a start next season. You can bring him back for ultra cheap. You don't have to pay Bradbury $12 million or whatever in 2023 or whatever. So right, you don't have to for pick a fifth year fifth, option. Fifth,
1: We're not going to pay him for that. Fifth right? year
0: option. No. There saw despite getting injured and giving up that early sack. That was a tad bit disappointing. Gave Nick Bosa his worst graded game of the season. He he won his matchup against Nick Bosa. I mean, Bosa had a sack. You take that. That's Nick Bosa. Well, Bosa played He's both like, sides. Right. And, and that's, that's probably why he did play both sides, because Darryl is out there giving him the work. But, I mean, he, he handled Bosa not like a rookie, and that's the kind of rebound game you want to see when he kind of had a disappointing game against Preston Smith. He came back against a DN that's much better, much more athletic, he did give up a sack, but he handled himself very well. Hopefully that injury is not too big. He's able to get back next week. We'll see. Uh Rashad Hill did well in uh in the uh, relief. Relief. Uh which is weird. For some odd reason, he always does well in relief, which when you actually start, it just
1: It's when you make him a starter awesome. that he has problems.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so, as of right now, I think solidifying that solidifying that front five is your biggest thing. Now, that means you need to take Udo out and put uh, Bradbury in. I'm not sure how that's going to work because Udo has – when he's not holding, when Udo is not holding, he's solid in, in pass bro. He's, he hasn't been a, a massive issue in Passbro. But when you hold that much, I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
1: and that's how so he was I, taught, and it's got to be untaught yeah. or refined where you're holding on the inside like this. There's ways wow. offensive linemen can hold. Trust me, I know there's ways you can hold and get away with it. But when you right. start hooking he's... around the neck the or the around edge. the body, you can't get away with it. Especially when you spin the guy. It doesn't work. You're gonna get flags every time. It's it's just the way it is. Um We got a ton of stuff in the um coming through here. Darisaw, from what I gather Uh, Kartik was actually about it. Dara saw they were getting ready to put him back in. So I don't think his injury, I think it was an ankle. And I think they just taped it up, which is normal for football players. You have low ankle sprains. You just tape the heck out of it and you're good to go. Um, so I think he'll be back. Somebody had mentioned Dalvin Cook. I think it was Dan talking about, uh, Dalvin Cook may be back in two weeks. Daniel, I hope not. I think that's a little bit too quick. Um I understand why we might want him that way, but let's try he's already supposedly playing with a labrum tail on the or tear on this side, and he just got it on this side. That's I don't know about that. We shall see. Right. It's normally three weeks and then they come back. Um, I'd like to see him healthy and fresh and ready and more explosive, actually. But I would like to see what Kenne can do in that offensive lineman lineup. Now, what you talked about, you want to see Kenne more, Deshaun. I do too. I think he has the speed. I think he can see the holes. I think he can make the moves. I think he can cut. Um, and supposedly, from what I'm hearing. He can cut and not slow down. That's amazing, right? He is very That's what good. That's Mike Zimmer today in his press conference, when asked about Ken A, talked about why he isn't playing more is the fact that, like all rookies in the running back core, he needs to learn to pass block. Well, Mike... Yes, that's true. They all need to do that. But you can cover that up in other ways if the benefit of using him as a runner outweighs that as a pass blocker. Now, question to you, not on our cheat sheet agenda. With Mm -hmm. Dalvin Cook out, do you think we throw more?
0: I think we throw more out of... It depends. So, these next upcoming games are not against great defenses. So, we play the Lions. We play the Steelers, Steelers after that, I believe. And then, and then the then Bears. Who's after that? Oh, my. Bears. So, so the Bears' defense is falling apart. Uh, Mac was put on season-ending IR, I believe. The Steelers' defense is coming down, too. And the Lions' defense is always awful. So... We could see them go with the same game plan they have before just because Madison is a capable three down back. He's not as good as Dalvin Cook, but he's capable,
1: especially after he gets lathered up.
0: Right. So the thing they're going to do, they're going to go back to the Seahawks game and look at him. And then he had another game this year where he went for like 112. I think it was against the Lions, maybe. And they're going to look at that game and go, how can we maximize Alexander Madison? Instead of going and say, how can we maximize Jefferson or Thielen? I, I do believe we need to throw... I don't know. I don't think we need to throw more. I think we need to maximize our attempts. We did not really attack the middle of the field very well last game. I feel like it was a lot either really short or really deep, which is the stuff that we kind of were doing last time. But when we were playing the Packers and the uh, we played the packers and the chargers we were killing the intermediate game like 11 that 11 to 19 area we were doing so well in so i would like to see us turn some of those checkdowns back to those 10 11 yard throws instead of instead of forcing more attempts in the passing game when we don't if it doesn't necessitate that so not necessarily pass more i want to see better quality of the attempts
1: and we've been passing it at over a 60% rate this year, which for those that scream, Mike Zimmer's is conservative. He loves to run. Literally, that blows their mind. We have been over at 60%. Um, Karthik, thank you for my backdrop. It is my room. That is my artwork. Um, I do, do art. That is what I do on the side. I enjoy it, and uh, if you want a commission, contact me.
0: Yeah, um, I need one of those because mine is looking a, little, <laughs> looking oh, a little, yes. little blank back there. The worst
1: thing on <laughs> videos is blank white walls. Anyways, at least you have wainscoting there to break it up. Um, <laughs> GMAC. Zimmer likes to keep it close. We've seen that, GMAC. I don't know how much of it is true, though. I think, in his heart of hearts, he would love to go out there and run up the score. It's, but that's me. I've been called out on that before. Um, we'll see.
0: Yeah. So, what uh, do we need? What? How do we? How do we turn this around, man? The Vikings can be a scary team. Yes. They can be the team that nobody wants to play, but how do they stay consistent? Now, I will I I don't like to give now the officiating was awful, but the Vikings were never in position to even blame officiating. There was a lot of weird stuff going on that game. Whatever. We were never really in a position for it to to defeat us that much. I think the feeling catch we ended up scoring on that drive anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and then Maybe the Osborne pass interference that wasn't a pass interference, and nah. If Cousin throws an accurate pass to Jefferson, we get a first down. So we didn't really deserve that call either. Getting healthy on the defense is going to be the number one thing, and that's kind of like the hardest thing right now. Killing Willkiez hasn't been activated yet. I'm still waiting to hear something. I, on I wonder that, why cause...
1: it wasn't he wasn't this last week.
0: Right. So still so trying I guess we're waiting this week to see if we get something from that because he had that really good game against Baltimore and just nothing just hasn't been activated since then. Um, And then we get Pierce. Hopefully we get Pierce back because I think last game was his third game on IR, I believe, because he went right before the Chargers game, right? So then Mm -hmm. Chargers pack, Yeah. So hopefully Pierce could be back. He would give, even if he's not that big of a rusher at this point in time, the defensive lines just needs bodies because – James, James, let actually played a solid game. He was in position a lot of the times, but the 49ers really utilized a lot of their cutbacks. And that's kind of where he was getting beat at. But, you know, bringing back a dominant run stopper, having Watts, Watts has been playing amazing six pressures yesterday. He's doing well as a full time player. Now, I just looked this up. He would need and he probably won't get it, but he would need an average about five pressures a game. But he could end up almost reaching Richardson's pressures from 2018, which is like the most pressures by our Vikings like, interior for a long time, I think, since like Tom Johnson or something like that. So he has 21 well, on the season and I think f- four sacks. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But getting bodies back, getting those three guys back, getting Killing Winter Keys back, it's going to kind of. They need to stay there at the health. DJ Wanum had a and that that rep by DJ Wanum was very good. That was a, a Daniel Hunter level rep, and that's kind of where we want. That see was probably him his
1: at, best game so definitely this season. But yeah, yes. I think
0: and I think that was like that pass rush. Where he didn't get a sack, but he like produced the pressure, and I think that pass ended up incomplete. Oh, he got
1: credited with one sack this week.
0: Yeah, probably probably the best rep, one of the best reps I've ever seen in his career. That was like he spin off, split up double team, got to the quarterback. Like that's not something that you see out of him too much, but hopefully that's something that we can he can continue to build upon. So, and the whole and like you said, Patrick Peterson is vaccinated. If he ends up missing this game, it's not a huge deal. Lions wide receiver core is depleted. We still have Dantzler, Mac Alexander had a game to forget. Man, it was awful, awful, awful stuff out there. But getting this defense back and healthy is going to be the main thing to getting this team to the point where they could compete with anybody in the playoffs. Cause we just saw them go toe to toe with the Packers team that beat the Rams. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, it's not like the Vikings are like horrible. They have it within themselves to play against good teams. And if we do make the playoffs, I think we'll end up being matched up against who's the number one seed in the NFC right now is the Buccaneers, right? Or the Cardinals. So we're, I think we'll end up matched up against the Cardinals or the Buccaneers if we end up making the playoffs. And we took the Cardinals to a field goal, and then the Bucs we don't match up well against at all. But what we need out of Kirk Cousins is something that we just has not gotten. It's something that he doesn't really do his entire career. We need consistency. and that's And that's where I come in and I say – Regardless of what happens, at the end of this season, the Vikings have to reset. And I think that's what you learn from Sunday's game. You beat the Chargers, you beat the Packers, and you come into 40 to San Francisco. Yes, your entire defensive line is out. It's whatever. But you kind of lay the stinker. Like you had a kick return for a touchdown and you lost the game. Like that's all full. Like stuff like that can't happen. So I think this is kind of where the front office says, yes, we're doing things well this year. We almost got back to 500, but regardless of what happens, we still need to reset this thing and kind of salvage some of the stuff that they have. You have Derisaw, who's out there playing like a top five pick in the, in the NFL draft. You have Mason Cole coming into his own at center. You have Ezra Cleveland turning into a, above average guards, maybe maybe even say good you have you still have Dalvin Cook, who's will come back Cal here next year. You have Jefferson. You have Thielen still tied for I think Thielen's like tied for first place in touchdowns. You still have this base of players, and most of them are super young. Still fight this season. Still put your best foot forward. But I don't want to see this team make the playoffs, even if we go in and upset somebody and pull what we did the other year, where we extended Kirk Cousins.
1: We'll probably make the playoffs. Get ready for that. We are right. as my previous two partners used to say worst of the best and best of the worst or the king of the dipshits. And, uh, <laughs> and literally that's where we've been with this squad. It is, you know, whether it's Kirk Cousins, whether it's Mike Zimmer, whether it's Rick Spielman or the combination of all three, They've only managed that far. Um, and it's and it's frustrating for all of us. For those that want to make, you know, a Super Bowl before we die, right? Like me, I'm ready for that Super Bowl before we die. I remember watching the the last Super Bowls the Vikings were in, but I was a kid, right? I want to get there and win one. And that's hard to do. When we keep producing this barely 500, barely over 500, you know, win one and out, you know, type deal every year. It gets frustrating, gets hard on the heart, gets hard when we, you know, are so many close games. It's time. You know, I always say it can always get worse. And trust me, people, it can always get worse. You talked about Udo before. Udo had a horrible grade, right? The rest of the offensive line graded great by PFF. Udo was terrible, right? And people say, well, we got to replace him. Wyatt Davis, we got Wyatt Davis. Why aren't we playing Wyatt Davis, right? Well, we used to yell at about Drew Samia. Why aren't we playing Drew Samia? Drew Samia was a great guy in college. And then we stuck him in and we all saw how that went. Um... It could go that way if we, you know, reset absolutely everything. But if you don't reset everything, we've got this 9-8 and season, barely getting into the playoffs, probably, you know, getting beaten the first round or if making the second round before we're outclassed, right? And Kirk Cousins freezes and does his had the turtle thing, gets pissed off, throws a tantrum, throws a ball out of bounds, throws the ball at the receiver's feet, throws the ball in the fifth row, and we're done, right? It's that stuff that we need to reset, get that out of our minds, flush it, and start anew. Because I don't think, unless the Vikings suddenly figure out the magic formula, which is mathematically possible and theoretically possible, and make it all the way to the Super Bowl. It's, it's rough. I don't see this repeating to bring it all back shit that we've had in the last few years. It needs to go. Um, Karthik, you're surprised. Uh, Kyle out, coach Zimmer. That's happened. And I'm not so much as he coached as he game plan and took advantage of what was common sense stuff. Um it is what it is.
0: Yeah, and I think I, I don't I wouldn't say Shanahan outcoached Zim. I can't Shanahan called some good stuff and I, that's to be expected. Shanahan's one of the best play callers in the NFL. His motion game is like unmatched. Um but I think For Zimmer as a whole, the 49ers to 14 points in the first half was great. Uh, Unfortunately, his offense couldn't keep up. Um, We saw Zim do some aggressive stuff, and I think that was great. Uh, That's something that we've seen become a trend over the last three to four weeks is Zim staying aggressive. Uh, That fourth down call was great. I didn't so much agree with the other fourth down call, though. I kind of wish they would have kicked the field goal there and then touchdown wins the game. Mm-hmm. But they went forward, they didn't get it, whatever, you live. Um so Zimmer, I might be one of the only ones to think this, but I think Zimmer's kind of earned himself a chance to coach, head coach again somewhere else. Obviously, I think a divorce between the Vikings and Zimmer is good for both sides. Zimmer needs to get away from the Minnesota Vikings, man. <laughs> like they're just they're just not He's, it's not good here no more. But we've seen Zim do some great stuff with not a lot on his defense. Right. Like,
1: no, but- he knows how to scheme. Dan talked about he's not a good defensive guy as we think. I disagree. The man has a defense named after him in the NFL. He is literally that good. He knows how to scheme games and knows how to throw people off their game. Um, Part of it, does he have the players he wants healthy? And the answer to that is no. A lot of those players since have gotten old um, and not are playing like the way they want. But I do think he is as good as a defensive genius as there can be in the NFL. Um, It's just his time I think is up here in Minnesota. I think he's worn out his welcome at this point, unless something turns around and, you know, we make a run in the playoffs and make it all the way to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. they build him the a damn statue, and then everybody will be happy. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. It's unlikely, very unlikely. Most likely we're going to continue with the same king of the dipshit teams. Um
0: I think I think, Zim I think should go somewhere where he has a good quarterback. I think I well, can't see and if that's a, place th- in an NFL. That,
1: that's a question that's been brought up. How would Zimmer be if he had that quality quarterback?
0: I you send Zim to the Chiefs, I don't see how anybody beats that team. Like I for real, like sends him to the Chiefs. Let the Chiefs tweak their offense because their offense is coming back. I mean, you knew you weren't going to hold Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to a negative record all season. I think they're on, what, like a three or four-game win streak right now, and they're, like, back atop of the AFC behind the Ravens. So send Zimmer to the Chiefs, let him fix that defense, and the, the Chiefs are good, like, for a long time. And we're, we're starting to see that Zim doesn't need a whole lot for his defense to be competent. Like, he's, he could turn that Chiefs defense competent in one season. And then you get an offense that's still probably one of the best in the NFL, and that's conti- that's going to continue to be one of the best. And I think maybe we should trade them, trade them to the Chiefs for a first round pick to be their DC. Don't let them go. Let them. Let's trade them out of here, like they did John Cruden.
1: Well, hey, we almost did it with Dallas. <laughs> yes, that would have been the better move, and kept Stefanski a couple of years ago. Um, who knows? We'll see what happens. I'm almost getting like people said online in our group, thinking Zim's getting the to the I don't give a fuck mode. He's tired of this. He's tired of beating his head against a brick wall. Um, whether it be from the front office, and I, I know you don't blame the front office. I do. Um, and you know, play from this quarterback. So. It's it's just getting tired. And that's why it's that's what's gonna drive change this at the end of this season. Mary, listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> Zimmer tells Mahomes he needs to hand the balls off. I don't think I think Zimmer loves explosive plays. He said it. He's done it. He even liked it with um back in 2017. He just, he just cringes at some of the YOLO balls. Um, <coughs> it's just, I think he's worn. I think he needs uh, a new scenery, maybe take a year off. Maybe retire and live his life out with his Maxim model girlfriend. You know, that's not a bad life. Nice ranch. go hunting, got a Maxim model, maxim model girlfriend. Hey, that's... Winning the lottery for a lot of people. So, who knows? Let's see. What else did you want to talk about? Are the injuries right, they, next, too much to overcome?
0: We'll see that next week. I think next week we get a real good look at that. So, next week we play the Lions, kind of this, again, another bottom-dollar team. Uh, The Lions played the Bears. Who did they play last week? And they almost won, but they didn't. I can't remember who it was, but they, played, they almost won. The I think they're still winning. They're still yeah, winning. because I called the
1: Lions to get their first game and they didn't. They lost at the at the mm. end.
0: Damn Lions! <laughs> <laughs> so we they're like this. They're just scrappy team. They took us to almost overtime, or did they take us to overtime? Oh no, no. We won on no. like a field goal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they almost beat us last time on some weird stuff. So it's, we get a we get a good right game, and that's something that we've needed for a long time. The last so time we get we back got a to five hundred
1: right again.
0: Right, and that's that's what we needed. That's what that's what we've uh, been looking for. Uh, last time we got to get right game was against the Cowboys. The Cowboys gifted us a backup quarterback, and we messed it up. So let's uh, let's not mess it up yes, this time G-Rock. around. I'm, I'm
1: sure it's the winning personality.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing how Clint Kubiak calls the offense without have Dalvin Cook. One. Yeah, nice to have him in the chat. Nice to have the engagement. I'm looking forward to seeing Click Kubiak adjusted to Dalvin Cook, seeing how he uses, uh, Nwangu, how he uses Madison. If he starts to focus more on Jefferson and Thielen, he has two games to do it. And before we get to, we got the Rams after the Steelers, you said, right? Before we get back into that. No, uh,
1: we got Lions, Steelers, Bears.
0: Oh my! Uh, well, that's we get three really solid games in a row. The Bears' offense looks awful; it does not look like it's fixing anytime soon. Steelers' offense right. looks terrible too. So we're playing three pretty bad offenses in a row. So the defense gets a, t- a chance to rejuvenate itself. They also get some good right games before we start to you know play the Packers again, play the Rams again, and hopefully we can win these next three games and be a, be a, able to drop on those games. We got we got lucky yesterday uh because of the early slate of games we were able to drop that game against the 49ers and still be in the playoffs we have a few tiebreakers but i'm i'm looking for them to put up a dominant performance we only have one dominant performance this year and that was against the seattle seahawks who, which historically we like lose to or russell wilson so is kind of crazy so i'm looking for some dominant performances like back to back to back like we still like this team has yet to even beat up on the bad team. So, like, they are don't really belong anywhere. They're still kind of in that lingo or as uh, uh, pro football talk. What's his name? Florio? Calls it Purple Purgatory. <laughs> Mike
1: Florio, who is a Vikings
0: fan? <laughs> right. So, that's what I'm looking for these next couple of weeks is to see some dominant performances on both sides of the football. Let's get all this stuff, like – Get all this stuff and get it all working at the same time. That's what I'm looking for. As you start to get towards the playoffs, we need that run. We need to be the hottest team getting into the playoffs. And we
1: need to be confident by then. Here's your schedule.
0: Confidence, competent, consistent. The three C's.
1: We got Lions week 13, Steelers week 14, uh, Bears, Rams, Green Bay, and then Chicago again.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I mean, the way the season started, you can't really ask for a better three game stretch. I mean, you get two divisional games, you get those divisional games are huge. We're the seventh seed because of our divisional record. So the lions and Steelers are two must-win games. You absolutely, the lions and bears, you have to win those games. And then the Steelers is another good test of kind of separating yourself from those teams that kind of don't really belong. We failed our first one. We get another one with the Steelers and that's, you just want to see them, you know, take that next step forward and stop kind of teetering that line between being bad and being good.
1: Mm-hmm. But this, the Steelers are bad right now. Hopefully, Ben Rothsberger is still playing by the time we play him. Um, because he is, I don't way think you have anybody done. else. We <laughs> don't have anybody overdone. else. We can
0: play Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph.
1: <laughs> he needs to retire, but, um, we could easily win four of those last games and get in there at nine and eight, you know, like people thought, <laughs> and uh, at the beginning of the season, and squeak into the playoffs. But if you're peaking and have confidence, then then you can make a run. But you got to get there first.
0: Yeah, this seem this is this is one of the. At least offensively, this is one of the best offenses in the NFL when they're playing with confidence. There is not a defense. I'm not seeing. maybe the only defense that I would say that can come in and, like, comfortably and, like, competently stop this offense is maybe the Buccaneers because they have players on every three levels. Like, two to three players right. on every level. But we
1: know last year we gave them a good game. Clifford, nine and eight. Right.
0: Right. So it's like – when this offense is playing with confidence, and every player is playing with confidence, this is one of the best offenses in the NFL, and it's damn near unstoppable. So that's gonna be, that's what's that's what we need to do. Take these three games, get your swagger back, go into Green Bay. We play Green Bay first. We play the Rams first, but Green Bay first. Going oh, to Green right. Bay and or the Rams. Oof, my I got to schedule all kinds of mixed up in my head. I just know. I just know we play football a games steel on Sunday. trap
1: <laughs> mine for Deshaun.
0: <laughs> Listen, I wake up every Sunday and expect the game to be at one o'clock. It is a total surprise to me when these games are at four twenty-five. I'm just like, ugh, like when, when did this happen? <laughs> every single week, I'm just like, ill. A four twenty-five game is awful. <laughs>
1: well, but, this week yeah. it should be noon.
0: typically Yeah, mood. yeah, I think it's a noon game. So. Yeah, get your swagger back, man. Go into LA. And teams have been beaten up on LA as of late. The 49ers beat up on LA. The Packers just beat up on LA. Let's uh be another one of those teams to not uh-huh. let these star uh-huh. players run our games. We'll um, see, but we'll probably looking, do that right. against
1: San Francisco, and we
0: obviously Yeah, failed. we couldn't. Right.
1: We kept it within yeah, the score I mean. like every game this season. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think it's so funny that he missed the field goal and it ended up being one score they like, that's like, that's hilarious. That's like divine intervention right there. Like he just misses the field goal to keep it one score. Like <laughs> that's uh, uh that's the football guys playing with our hearts. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. They, it's almost that time, man. Anything else you want to add?
1: No, other than tomorrow night, uh, it's questionable whether we'll have climbing the pockets in the huddle. I will let you all know. We may not, but we will have happy hour and we will have Vikings hot takes on Thursday. Woohoo! The no longer available Flip Mozzie and Eric Thompson will be here. They've already told me, they told me yesterday they will be making it. So we will have that show. And if you haven't heard, the good news is. Flip Mozzie is now off the market. Sorry, ladies. It happens. (laughs) He is engaged and uh, will be married to a beautiful young lady. And I wish him all the blessings in the world. Until then. Congrats on
0: the lifetime contract, Flip. Yeah, (laughs) the
1: lifetime (laughs) contract. I wonder if he contracted OTC over the cap for that. Um, uh, it's <laughs> trust me for someone who's been married as long as I have, and then got divorced, it costs you. Um, and and sort of, I heard speaking of contracts and marriage, Kirk Cousins contract is similar to that. And that's a lot of ways they view football contracts that way. If you get rid of them, how much dead cap do you get? Well, that's sort of like right. the divorce contract does she get half. <laughs> Oh, um, it's just the way it is. Um, guys, unfortunately, we'll, we lost the game this week. It happens. Uh, we're here to turn your Monday purple. I don't know what to say. Uh, we have a bunch of angst, but at least we can laugh. And eventually, you got to know, mathematically, it has to happen. The Vikings will go on to win the Super Bowl. Hopefully it's before we're dead, but it will happen just like the Cubs won after 100 years. It has to happen. So keep that in mind. Keep positive. Keep safe. Keep healthy. We know Omicron uh, variant is coming to the United States. so
0: You got a Decepticon the as the virus, man.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, um, Mary, that's a great idea. Can we do the wedding? That would be great. CTV Live does Flip Bozzy's wedding. I got to run it by him. Might but that that to, sounds like a great idea. I have to hit the
0: gritty on stage, man. Get a <laughs> gritty line going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the number one cause of divorces, man. You got that right, G <laughs> Mac, thanks for joining us. Mary, thanks for joining us. Everybody, uh, Raymond, as always, let's go, Vikings! Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And if you're listening on your favorite aggregator, make sure you rate us. And always feel free to join the conversation here at Climbing the Piles.